0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pilot's Wife podcast. This is Amy McLaren and this is episode 49. And today I've got a great topic for you. I'm going to make a huge difference to your relationship, I hope. The question that I'm going to talk about that we often ask ourselves is, it goes kind of like this. Why are they always being mean? Whereas I'm always trying to be nice. Why are they so lazy when I'm always doing all the work? Why are they just being so whatever- Whereas I try my best, I try my hardest. So here's the question. For those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights real on social media and pretend it's all rosy, where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers, who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife Podcast. Have you ever heard someone complain about someone they live with, where they say something like, I always put the dishes in the dishwasher, but this other person, they're so lazy. I have to put their dishes in the dishwasher. What you might not notice when you think about that kind of sentence at first glance is that You're not actually saying opposites. Like you're not saying they're lazy and I'm hardworking. We never say that. We say they're lazy and I always put the dishes in the dishwasher. And this is something that in psychology they call the attribution bias and in particular the actor-observer bias. And so sorry about all the terminology, but I'm just kind of giving you the context. So uh, it's when we kind of attribute some kind of trait to the reason why people do things but we attribute the situational kind of reasons for when we, the reasons we do are the things that we do so for example we say they're lazy which means it's a personality trait they're not doing it because they're lazy they have this personality trait they're stuck with that they're always lazy there's nothing you can do about it but if if it's us, it's like no. I always put the dishes in dishwasher. and We don't say I'm hardworking. We just say we, we use a situational context for for our perspective, and it's it's called the actor-observer bias. It's something in soci- social psychology that everybody does that they've noted, and it's basically kind of saying that when we when we see something that someone else is doing, we we kind of make up a reason for why they're doing it. We assume a reason for why they're doing it, but for our own you know, through our own situation, we know the reason why we do it. And it's not our fault. It's because of something else that's happened to us, right? Or there's some kind of context going on that we had no other way of dealing with it, etc. And this is key in a, in a marriage relationship because... We, if we, we need to be aware that that what that's what we do because if we see somebody as a personality trait and we start thinking, oh, that's never going to change, then we start picking up on other things that they do that also relate to that personality trait, and then it justifies and it re- and it reinforces that idea we have about that person's personality trait, for example, of being lazy. Then if you know two days later we see that they've left their socks on the floor it's like oh they're lazy whereas you know they hadn't left their socks on the floor every other day of the week they'd put them away but that day we saw them and so that just reinforces the fact that they're lazy and so what happens over time as a couple is we develop these ideas about this personality of this person the negative things that we don't like and we think it's their personality we think it's never going to change and because it's never going to change we get more frustrated about it because we're like we're married to this person now, and we're stuck with it because they're always going to be lazy, and I'm going to have to deal with their socks all the time. And so, the first thing to be really aware of is that that's that's what we're doing because it's it's just totally incorrect. And it's and like I said, because we we look at the person that's leaving their socks around one day, and we're kind of we're kind of attributing. A laziness that person, which kind of makes us think that they always do it every day when they don't, and we we're not thinking about all the days when they put them away and go, oh, they're so tidy, because we just don't see the socks on those days because they've put them away, (laughs) so we're not going around going, oh, they're such a tidy person, you know, and so like in relationships, that's what naturally happens. We see the negative stuff, and then we form these opinions, and we always see the negative stuff. We're not seeing the positive stuff and we're not looking for things and for, for opportunities to prove the positive characteristics in each other. And that can get nasty. And that is what happens in a lot of break, breakdowns in relationships. It's just one thing. And so the way to get out of this is, and um, we were talking uh, with a couple the other night about this, and it's just so it's just so simple, but it's so hard for a lot of us to do. It takes a lot of practice. And I guess it's because we're just turning around this habit that just naturally happens. But what we really need to do is we need to start thinking about the reasons why people are doing stuff, like the reasons why our partner might be doing stuff. And we can't attribute it to a personality trait, because that's just, as as I've hopefully illustrated, it's usually incorrect. We've got to start trying to think much harder about, I wonder why they're doing that. And if we can get into their heads and see things from their perspective, most of our problems will probably disappear. Because we're trying to think about it from another point of view rather than just seeing what we want to see, jumping to conclusions and getting upset. Because that's what we do. We get upset and then the next time we talk to them about it, we've already built this thing up in our minds like how dare you leave your socks on the floor or not put your dishes in the dishwasher, etc. Now I talked about this This iceberg thing, maybe, I don't know, 10 or 15 episodes ago, we did a parenting course because we were really struggling with our five-year-old at the time. And one of the aspects of this parenting course was this iceberg where it showed, like, you can see the behavior that's kind of, you know, above the water, which is maybe anger. But then underneath the water in that big iceberg, the you know, the big part of the iceberg is the real reason for what's going on. And but we just see the anger, and then we argue with the anger. We we kind of we react to the anger, and we never really, first of all, understand what the reason is for the anger, and second of all, resolve the reason you know for the anger because we can't see it. We just we're just arguing. We're responding to the anger and posi- you know possibly responding back with anger, and so it's the same in not just with kids. It's the same in adult relationships too. And so these these reasons behind, I don't know, anger or perceived lack of willingness to put things away or whatever it might be there's there's always a reason that underlies it just how if it's you that's leaving the socks on the floor there was a reason why you left the socks on the floor you know we when we're arguing we often see our own reasons and we're trying to kind of push our own reasons for why we did it and the other person just thinks oh you're just lazy you know and and so there is if we're doing that we always have a reason, you can guarantee that your partner always has a reason. And so when we try and look for that reason, then we can solve the problem. So for example, under the you know underlying anger, it could be jealousy, it could be guilt, it could be shame, it could be worry, it could be fear it could be it could be any number of reasons why someone is getting angry and so some of those reasons if you've got a history of having a lot of arguments and having a lot of kind of mistrust then some of those reasons are not going to come out quickly because they don't they're not going to trust you with sharing that because they're you know they're going to think you're going to jump down your throat and and make them feel even worse about it but that doesn't matter because even if you just start with trying to find out the reason and they make up another reason that kind of covers it, you're still getting down into the problem solving area where you now have something that you can solve. So even if, you know, what's really going on with the socks on the floor is that they didn't know where to put them and they're embarrassed because they don't know which laundry basket you've set up for the socks um but they're embarrassed right and but but because they're so scared of you telling them off about which laundry basket you put things in and it's always the wrong laundry basket I'm just making this up by the way then they're not going to tell you the real reason which is that they're scared of getting nagged at or something so but they might say that the, oh, the real reason they put the socks on the floor was that they just put them on the ledge and they dropped off as you know, uh, one of your children came along and distracted them and then they forgot about their socks. And then, so what you can do is go, oh, okay, well, uh, do we need somewhere for you to put your socks that is easier for you so that, you, you know, they won't end up on the floor? Like maybe we can put a chair in your room or we can put a laundry basket there or something or other. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to resolve that issue that they're talking about and then they're feeling like you're listening. They're feeling like you're trying to help and make a difference. And it's also going to help you if that's solved, right? Because you're not going to have the socks on the floor. And so it doesn't matter if the real reason was that, you know, they're scared you're going to nag about getting the the laundry basket wrong. The fact is that you've still made a step in resolving it. So I hope that kind of example has has shown you that it doesn't matter if you get the wrong reason as long as you're working together to try and solve it in a way that that hears what the reason is that they're saying this one thing can make such a difference because as long as you can find a reason you can problem solve and I I just can't kind of say that often enough because we're not looking for reasons a lot of the time because we've already attributed a personality trait and so we're just arguing against that personality trait that's never going to change saying how frustrated and how annoyed we are with that personality trait and you know that you can see why these kinds of arguments just go round and round in circles if we stop doing that and we just go I wonder why they left their socks on the floor. Even if you just make up a reason that you don't actually know is true, then you can have a conversation about it. And you can say, I was trying to think why maybe you left the socks on the floor and I was thinking maybe it could be this, would that be right? And it doesn't even have to be right, but it's just that you're proposing a a reason to open up a discussion. And it's magic, it works really, really well. Um, And it also allows that person to feel like they're being heard, because then when they respond, They say, no, it's not actually that, it's something else. Then you can go, oh, okay, right, and then they feel heard. They feel listened to, and you're not having a shouting match. So I guess, just a short one today. This This topic was just really, really basic, but it's just saying, instead of attributing a personality trait to someone as a reason for why you think they do something, try and figure out a reason that's not a personality trait, that's something that, if something changed, then that that behaviour could change as well. And when you see it like that, then you can problem solve. You can work together to have a different outcome. So I hope that's encouraged you. And I hope that made sense. Now, next episode is episode 50. And I'm very, very excited to get to episode 50. And so I have something special. I have asked Josh if he will come on to the episode with me and we can have... A bit of a chat on the episode and so I won't tell you what we're going to talk about but I will tell you that Josh is going to be here next week and he is a little bit kind of he's a little bit shy of the microphone. So if you are willing, I'd like to ask you a little favour. And that is if you can get in contact with me and just send a little message of encouragement for Josh. I would really, really appreciate it. He would really, really appreciate it because then he'll know that people want to hear from him and then he might not be so worried or, or nervous or whatever about coming on to this episode. So there are a couple of ways he can get in contact with me. It depends on how you found out about this podcast, but you can make a comment underneath um, the this podcast episode in whichever platform you're using or there is a contact form on our website no Myth Marriages at N O M Y T H Marriages.com. There's a contact us form. You can write in a message there. Or alternatively, you can get in touch with us on Facebook, which is slash no myth marriages. And just leave a little message of encouragement. I'd really, really appreciate it. And Josh will really appreciate it too. So that's it for this week. We're looking forward to next week. And I'll catch you then. Kaki tap.